The world is more complex than ever. Who can make sense of it? Join Reverend Michael Angley Oguche on NUMA Podcast each week as he shows you how God's Word connects directly to your life in this age and helps you navigate trials and tribulations. If you want to deepen your relationship with God and learn what He has in store for you, listen and subscribe to NUMA Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. Just search for NUMA Podcast. Hello and welcome to NUMA Podcast with the Reverend Michelangeli Oguche, bringing your way today the inspired Word of God, and I hope you will be blessed. Thank you for joining this podcast. Our text today is taken from the book of Luke, chapter 15, verse 1 to 10. Now the tax collectors and sinners were all gathering around to hear him. But the Pharisees and the teachers of the law muttered, This man welcomes sinners and eats with them. Then Jesus told them this parable. Suppose one of you has a hundred sheep and loses one of them. Does he not leave the ninety-nine in the open country and go after the lost sheep until he finds it? And when he finds it, he joyfully puts it on his shoulders and goes home. Then he calls his friends and neighbors together and says, Rejoice with me, I have found my lost sheep. I tell you that in the same way there will be more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents than over ninety-nine righteous persons who do not need to repent. Or suppose a woman has ten silver coins and loses one. Does she not light a lamp, sweep the house, and search carefully until she finds it? And when she finds it, she calls her friends and neighbors together and says, Rejoice with me, I have found my lost coin. In the same way, I tell you, there is rejoicing in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, I thank you today for yet another opportunity to be able to bring your word to the world through this medium. And Father, I ask, O God, that as many that will listen to the sound of my voice will come to that place of total understanding of the reason why Jesus Christ came to this world. And Father God, that in the end, we all will be blessed and the hearers will be encouraged to engage in the mission of God on this side of eternity in a very special way. In the name of Jesus Christ, Amen. The title of this podcast is A Lost Sheep and a Missing Coin. A Lost Sheep and a Missing Coin. Throughout Jesus' earthly ministry, he was found to be crossing the imaginary lines drawn by the religious leaders of his day. And as you can imagine, this kind of behavior did not sit well with them. It was considered unbecoming of a religious teacher, a rabbi. He was too easily available in the sinner's camp. 
we have seen this welcoming approach many times in the New Testament, but for the Pharisees, it was totally unacceptable. We also might ask the same question in our contemporary society, whether hanging out with the wrong kind of people is acceptable to us. While there is no straight answer to this question, it is important that we understand in the first instance that it is the motive of our hanging out that matters. If we hang out for the purpose of fellowshipping or becoming one with the unbeliever, then I'm afraid it may be wrong because the Bible through the Apostle Paul's writing clearly states in 2 Corinthians chapter 6 verse 14 to 16. Don't develop partnership with those who are not followers of Jesus' teaching. For what real connection can exist between righteousness and rebellion? How can light participate in darkness? What harmony can exist between the anointed and Satan? Do the faithful and the faithless have anything in common? Can the temple of God find common ground with idols? Don't you see that we house the temple of the living God within us? Brothers and sisters, from the scripture, we know that Jesus' purpose was to reconcile the word to, to God. And the only way to make that happen is to engage with the word. You find this in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 19. This is why he was accepting their invites, going to where sinners may be found, and this is the reason he was engaging them. He was not there just seeking company, but on a mission to win the lost. And I ask now, is that your mission when you hang around with unbelievers? Do you have that in your mind or in your heart that I want to reach out to the lost? If that is not the case, then I ask you again to check how you are doing in terms of your relationship with unbelievers. In our reading today, we find Jesus being accused by the Pharisees. They said, this man welcomes sinners and eats with them. That's in Luke chapter 15 verse 2. They couldn't understand why Jesus was doing what he was doing by aligning himself with tax collectors who are generally regarded as licensed robbers. As you know, brothers and sisters, I don't know anyone who is ever a friend of a taxman or tax collector. It is true, Jesus not only visited them, he ate with them. How bad can he get, friends? This scenario is also reported in Matthew and as well as in Mark's Gospels, demonstrating the theme of Jesus' ministry. To the eyes of the Pharisee, Jesus Christ crossed the line and violated social norms. But that is the real gospel, the gospel that does not discriminate. And rightly so, the healthy does not require the service of a doctor. Luke chapter 5 verse 31. 
by extension, the supposedly righteous Pharisees do not need a savior, but the sinful tax collector does. So Jesus Christ met them where they were. Jesus Christ offered them what no one else could give. The Pharisees were too far indeed to see what the master Jesus the Christ was about. They did not know that everyone was invited to this divine party and that as many as received Jesus Christ, to them he gave the right to become God's children for those who believe in his name. You find this in John's Gospel chapter 1 verse 12. The trouble with the Pharisaic approach is that for them, most sins have a legal classification that is principally circumscribed to physical behaviors rather than condition of the heart. Today, it's so easy to compartmentalize sins in our world. For example, people will say this, I don't do this, I don't do that. Or I don't smoke, I don't womanize, I don't beat my wife, I don't tell lies. But those who say these kind of things, they forget that it is not what you don't do that matters, but what you do do. For example, unbelievers, some unbelievers do not do those things that I just mentioned. But that does not in any way qualify them to be called the children of God. So in effect, it's not what you don't do that matters, but what you do. The most unhealthiest thing to do as a follower of Jesus Christ is to conclude that certain individuals are beyond redemption because we think that their sins are too obvious to qualify for the grace of God for forgiveness. But thank be to God that the scripture tells us in Romans chapter 5 verse 8, God demonstrated his own love for us in this while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Clearly, Jesus Christ did not count on our righteousness before he died for us on the cross of Calvary. After all, our self-righteousness are like filthy rags before God. This is NUMA Podcast with the Reverend Michelangeli Oguche. God bless you. Keep listening. Only the shed blood of Jesus Christ on Calvary's cross can mitigate and qualify us for our redemption. Part of the lessons we can learn from this narrative is compassion. Compassion for the lonely, the lost souls out there. Reading further to chapter 19 of the book of Luke, you will find that a lonely but ready tax collector rejoiced as Jesus Christ accepted his invitation to his house and his subsequent acceptance of the salvation of God. God is the creator of all of us and he is therefore the only one able to read our minds. 
Importantly, brothers and sisters, God does not work with our preferred templates for the salvation of any man or any woman. He does not need it. He sets the agenda. We must remember this, brothers and sisters. It is not possible to win anyone to God by blaming and condemning them. But we can bring them to the point where they find themselves in the frame. There is an interesting example in 2 Samuel chapter 12. How prophet Nathan confronted David over the killing of Uriah. Nathan did not outrightly condemn the king. But instead the king was convicted in his heart. And that is the work of the Holy Spirit. In John chapter 16 verse 8. Jesus Christ says this. The Holy Spirit will convict the world of its sins and of God's righteousness and of the coming judgment. For Jesus Christ, the starting point is grace, the unmerited favor of God that surpasses all human comprehension. We all at one point or the other were lost, but one by one, God's grace found us. That grace is still available and finding people each day. You may even be feeling lost right now. You may even feel you are no good to be called a child of God. But listen, Jesus Christ said in the book of Revelation chapter 3 verse 20, Look, I have been standing at the door and I am constantly knocking. If any man hears me calling him and opens the door, I will come in and I will fellowship with him and he with me. My dear brothers and sisters in Christ, this is the gospel, the good news that sets us free. Just receive it today, whether you feel you believe or not. Jesus Christ responded to his accusers. He said, it is not about crossing the line. And if it's indeed a line, it must be an imaginary line created in their minds out of absolute selfishness. They think salvation is theirs to dispense as they please. But no, salvation only belongs to God through Christ who died for the lost it is about a lost sheep and a missing coin. These are valuable items that went missing. Sometimes we feel like the Pharisees over all the people we consider undesirable. But Jesus Christ is telling us through this podcast how important lost souls are to him. How he will go to any length to look for them. We may not participate in darkness by engaging in the sinner's pastime, but we must engage the sinner in ways that will cause them to retrace their steps and come home. This is also our mission as it was the mission of Jesus too. It is not important how the sheep became lost. We know it already. We know the sheep wandered away from the flock. But it is immaterial at this point. What's important is that they lost. And what's important for us is that we're looking for them. And what's very important is that we find them. And very, very important is that we bring them home. 
it is also not relevant how the coin went missing but the fact is that a sheep is lost and a coin is missing and the main issue is that they must be found that's why we are called that's why Jesus died so that the sheep will be found the two parables reveals God's character, his grace, and his love towards us through Jesus Christ. And the purpose of searching is to find them so that on return there will be great joy in the presence of God. Brothers and sisters, if you truly believe in heaven, if you truly believe in the promises of Jesus Christ in John chapter 14, when Jesus said, I'm going away to prepare a place for you. If you truly believe in this, then finding the lost sheep and the missing coin will be your ultimate goal in this life. Nothing else would take, nothing else can take the place of this mission in the life of any child of God. And if crossing the line will make that happen, then it is well worth it. Brothers and sisters, let me conclude by reading the last part of our key text today. And that's the book of Luke chapter 15 verse 8 to 10. Or suppose a woman has 10 silver coin and loses one. Doesn't she light a lamp, sweep the house and search carefully until she finds it? And when she finds it, she calls her friends and neighbors together and say, Rejoice with me. I have found my lost coin. In the same way, I tell you, there is rejoicing in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. My brothers and sisters, it is about a lost ship and a missing coin. This is your mission. This is our mission. God bless you. Join me as I pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you because of your word. Father God, you said in your word that your word is yea and amen. And your word is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. Father God Almighty, as many that has listened to this podcast, you will bless, oh God. You will give them the strength to be the people you want them to be. You will give them the vision of the lost O oh God that together we shall rejoice at the homecoming of those souls who are missing thank you father because we believe in you God in the name of Jesus Christ amen Seasons
Thank you for listening to the NUMA podcast. This has been the Reverend Michael Angeli Oguche. I pray that God will richly bless you until I come your way again.